0: Welcome to the Sermon Podcast from Beaver Parish Church.
1: Morning, welcome to Scatter Together here in Beaver. And if you're from far away or watching from somewhere else, you're very welcome as well. Having a stick, in case you're wondering what this is, uh, some of you will have noticed last week that Hat and a Stick played a crucial part in the actions in the, in the song that we sang, I'm Counting on God. And Hat and Stick loved it so much that Hat and Stick wanted to be part of today's service. So Hat and Stick is giving us our theme for today. What happened next? Just watch.
0: Stand by for action. to launch Stingray. can happen in the next half hour.
1: Anything can happen in the next half hour. We used to love Stingray when we were kids, along with Thunderbirds and a number of other programs like that. Those were the exciting shows. Imagine if something actually happened when we're together. The church meeting like this, or meeting in whatever way we can. We're scattered all over the place today. I imagine you're sitting in very ordinary places, like your living room or your kitchen. I'm standing outside our back door in front of the garage wall here, along with sticking the hat. Hat and a stick. And that sense of the possibility that something might happen. Do you remember a story from way back in the Old Testament? Moses, on the run, trying to get away from his past, uh, minding the sheep out in a desert place and he sees smoke and flames, something burning. And when he gets over to this bush that is actually on fire, He realizes that it's on fire it's not actually being consumed it's not burning as such and Moses realizes something is actually happening that he wasn't expecting I think that's the possibility this morning as we meet we're in very ordinary places just like Moses it was his place of work you're sitting in your home or you're sitting somewhere else you're watching this it's a very ordinary place and Moses realizes that the very ordinary place is suddenly holy ground. We're told in the story that he takes his shoes off because he realises he's on holy ground. What made that holy ground? How can your kitchen this morning, or your living room, or me standing outside our garage, how can that become holy ground? There's nothing special about it. It's very ordinary. It's very commonplace. It's holy ground when we begin to realise that God is in this place. Whether we're gathered in one place or scattered all over the place, it's holy ground when we realize that God is with us. We're going to worship him, and we're going to use a very well-known song that will help us just to begin to realize again, God is actually with us, and this is holy ground. Michelle Hudsons, would you like to lead us in 10,000 Reasons? On from the moment, be still, Lord. Just like Moses, as he discovered he was on holy ground because you were there, so we're discovering that right at this moment and in these days, we're in very strange holy ground. But yet we know you are here. You're with us every moment. So please still our hearts. Give us open minds to hear your whisper today. To sense the moving of your spirit just touching our lives. Picking us up and putting us back on our feet. And sending us back out. We don't want to rush these moments, Lord. We want to be still and present with you. Amen. Now, I'd like to ask Catherine if she'd like to come and tell us about something the children are going to be able to do right now. So, Catherine, over
2: to you. Good morning, everyone, and thanks, Adrian. mind if I use this opportunity to blind my children with science. Give me a minute. So we're going to do an experiment with a glass of water, Sora Lydia, and some raisins. You can't see those very well. Lydia, how much do you like raisins? Uh, I don't know. Are, are they one of your favorite things to eat?
3: Probably.
2: alright I'm going to make them dance. So, we're going to take our glass, and put our raisins in here. No, they're not doing an awful lot, are sure they not? Yeah. No. So, I'm going to pour in some magic liquid. And that's going to make our raisins dance. Look at that. So, can you see the raisins are going up to the top? They're going up and down again. And they are ascending. That's the name that you give something that goes up. Things like stairs and lifts um, all ascend, so they all go up. And we're gonna talk about how Jesus ascended into heaven. Okay. Let's set that down for a second. Now, boys and girls, in the um, in the notes section, you'll also find instructions on how to do this and this. Also, lets you see my Jesus ascended into heaven. Wow! Um, and there's some there's some other bits and pieces for the older boys and girls as well. Um, we're going to pass back over to Adrian now. Um, thank you very much. Bye. Thanks, Catherine.
1: Now... For some of us, what happens next is just something that could take us by surprise or it could be something that we're planning, something that God has in store for us. We want to uh, have a quick chat now with Rodney because Rodney's been with us since last September. But uh, something else is changing. Something's happened. And it was part of the plan for him, but it'd be good to catch up with him. So I'm going to see if we can get uh, Rodney now on Zoom with us. And we're going to have a little chat with Rodney now. Good morning, Rodney. morning, Adrian. We've coordinated our shirts here today. Almost. That's very good. Okay, the, the, we've been, the, the theme has been um, what happens next. And I introduced you this morning as someone for whom some things are changing and something's about to happen, but before something can happen, something else has already happened. So, did you finish the dissertation?
0: I did. Has <laughs> it gone? It's gone last Tuesday week. Okay. Are you relieved? Very much so. <laughs>
1: good. Okay. Very good. Now, in case anybody out here isn't quite sure what dissertation
0: means, what is that? It's a uh, quite a large piece of Written work, it's, a, a says it, it's like a glorified essay, but the one I had to do was between 13 and 15,000 words, so it was roughly about fifty, fifty-five 55 pages. Wow, that really is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Okay, how long were you at that? I was at it for almost a year. Wow, okay. But that's gone, it's finished? Oh, yes, gone, completed. Okay, so what happens next? There's things about to happen. Next week, well, i start my curacy interviews with the prospective rectors. The interviews on Tuesday and Wednesday and see where that goes after that. That's next week. Tell us, just for anybody again, what's a curacy? What does that mean? Curacy is just another name for being a curate. Right. Be going to a parish under the control of a rector for up to three years to learn, learn the ropes and, Okay.
1: Right. So and then after that, then you can become a rector or whatever. Yeah. 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 Okay. Very good. So it's really that it's a completion of your training. It is. That's very good. So interviews are next week, and then when when do you find out where you're likely to go?
0: Find out the following week. The, I think it's the Wednesday, the twenty seventh. Really. So before the end of the month. Yes. Okay. Now, where are these curacies? Are they? They're all over Ireland, right from Derry in the north until Cork in the south. Okay. Are there some closer than that? There's one in Down and Drumore. Okay. What's the time scale on on you moving to Curacy? I would start Curacy taking up the position at the beginning of September after an ordination service. Okay. But you, you'll
1: know by the end of May where you're likely to be going. Okay. And obviously, if you're going to be in a curacy somewhere in September, that means leaving Beaver. So
0: when does that happen, Rodney? That happens on Sunday the 14th of June. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> right.
1: Uh, it's, it's unlikely, isn't it, that we're going to have, be able to have any kind of leaving service?
0: It is. It's unfortunate I will be able to see everyone. Right. It's a very
1: difficult way to finish this, isn't it? Okay. How about if if when things are a wee bit easier for everybody, uh, would you come back and see us some night or some Sunday or something like that, if you can get permission to be away? Yes. Oh, definitely. I'd definitely come back. No problem. Very good. I'm sure somebody would bake a few tray bakes or fry a few chips or something for us. (laughs) Okay, but we'll do something. Okay, so things are changing and happening for you, right? Yeah. Um, it's quite a step, isn't it?
0: It is. It's totally life-changing. Yeah,
1: okay. Because it's not just your job. It's a call. It's a lifestyle. It's a new place to live. Find a whole new church family, everything.
0: Yes, starting, starting out from scratch.
1: Wow, that's a big step. But it's what you've been called to and what you've dreamed of, yeah? Yes. Okay. Well, thank you. Well, could I encourage the congregation, anybody who's listening over the next couple of weeks, could we pray that good decisions will be made by Rodney and around Rodney and by everybody involved? So, Rodney, we want to pray that you end up um, with a sense of call and direction to something that will light up your soul and make it... Yeah, just just be what you've been dreaming of doing. Yeah. So thank you. Now, question everybody's been asking is, what's that study like?
0: <laughs> what's oh, the floor you, like? Do you really want to see? Yeah, give us a quick look. No, I'll let see. It's, uh, oh, that's not nothing, bad. There's nothing lying on the floor. It's all <laughs> tidied up, desk and all. That's very tidy. <laughs> did you do that yourself? I did. Two days after the dissertation went in. Brilliant, (laughs) Rodney. That's great. Well,
1: thank you. I'm sure we'll have opportunities to say thank you and farewell and everything in the future. But uh, thank you for sharing that with us this morning. No problem. Let's let's get back to the service.
0: Thank you. Bye.
1: Let's just keep moving onwards here today. We're going to come now to our Bible reading. We're going to hear a story from those moments those days after the resurrection but Jesus is beginning to prepare his disciples for something else that could be about to happen.
4: The reading is taken from Luke 24 verses 36 to 49. Jesus appears to the disciples while they were still talking about this Jesus himself stood among them and said to them peace be with you they were startled and frightened thinking they saw a ghost He said to them, why are you troubled and why do doubts rise in your mind? Look at my hands and feet, it is I myself. Touch me and see, a ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they still did not believe it because of joy and amazement, he asked them, do you have anything here to eat? They gave him a bit of broiled fish and he took it and ate it in their presence. He said to them, this is what I told you while I was still with you. but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high.
5: Brilliant. Thank you guys. And we'll come back to that reading later on. Now, here we go. There's something that you probably don't know about me. Uh, And it's been, it's something that's been true for many long years, really, for pretty much as long as I can remember. Um, It's something that Susan knows about. Uh, She's known about for a long time. And, uh, she doesn't approve of it, really, or uh, she doesn't like it, but she has tried to support me in it as best as she possibly can. Uh, and it's this. I am a Doctor Who fan. I'm a card-carrying, signed-up, lifelong, died in the wool helpless, hopeless Doctor Who fan. And I don't just mean the new stuff since it came back uh, 15 years ago. It's fantastic and I really uh, love it and I know in a lot of ways it's a million times better than uh, any of the old stuff, but it's those old Saturday night 25 minute episodes with, uh, with Tom Baker, all that kind of era, made on a shoestring, mostly fairly ropey and terrible but a little part of my heart will ever be TARDIS shaped, will ever be devoted to those scrappy little low budget episodes. Now one of the things about those old episodes was that the story was told usually over four weeks or sometimes even six weeks So only every so often did you reach the end of a story, did you have any sense of closure The vast majority of episodes ended on a cliffhanger, usually a moment of great drama and tension <laughs> A poor woman's being chased by a sight plunger Ooh, she doesn't like it. <laughs> He's gonna be eaten by that puppet. <sighs> Stay. go up the stairs. go up the stairs. Go up the stairs. Daleks can't climb stairs. Oh, oh, oh. that means that most of your life as a Doctor Who nut was spent in this constant state of uh, tension and anticipation. You had 25 minutes of pure joy on a Saturday evening, and then there was the cliffhanger, and then for six whole days and 23 and a half hours, you were hanging on, waiting for the answer to that vital, all-important question, what happens next? So let's take a wee minute to look at this and hopefully the reasons why uh, will all make themselves clear in a moment or two. Let's call it the rhythm of a cliffhanger. So as the end of the episode approaches, everything is falling apart. Looks like the bad guys are going to win and you have to ask that question, is this the end? Then that's when the music crashes in. (coughs) And you have your six and three quarters days to think about what happens next, and then there's the next episode. Things change, new solutions emerge, and then once you reach the end of your four or your six episodes, everything is okay in the end. Now. Here's the interesting bit. Let's look again at that rhythm, but this time through the lens of the gospel stories and especially the last couple of chapters of the gospels that we've been looking at uh, ever since we were approaching Easter. As we were coming up to Easter, uh, lots of you helped us out with our Holy Week photo challenges and we were looking out for pictures of pain and uh, sharpness and vulnerability. They were stories of betrayal and desolation. Everything was falling apart and it looked as if the bad guys were winning and as we approached Good Friday as Jesus hung on that cross and said the words, it is finished. It's almost as if the whole of history was asking that question, is this the end? So think of it that that was the last episode and the ultimate cliffhanger of the whole gospel story and that this Week's reading is the one in the gap in that what happens next gap of the week between the episodes. And then we know that there is another episode coming the resurrection of Jesus triggers a whole new story and we know that that episode is going to be an awesome one it's got ascension and pentecost and the explosive growth of the church Jesus goes up the spirit comes down the church spreads out in out up of things change constantly new solutions emerge abundantly It's an episode full of drama and excitement, and it's an episode that's still going on. We are part of it. We are the actors uh, that are keeping it going forward. We don't know exactly how it's going to end, although we do get the sense that it's going to be a really good end. But that is next week's episode. And so let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's not give any spoilers for now. We are in the gap between the cliffhanger from last week and the start of next week's episode. And our question in that gap is that big question. We'll keep coming back to it. What happens next? Now, the really interesting thing is that everything that happens to the disciples between the cliffhanger and the next episode is all about their character. It's all about their personal development. They are completely different people by the end of that gap. Our reading today starts off by telling us that when Jesus meets them, they are full of fear and doubt and they're uh, they're troubled. But Jesus meets them and says, peace be with you. He brings peace. He brings healing. He brings restoration. And a couple of weeks ago, you might remember that Adrian was telling us about that amazing restoration of Peter. Uh, that as Jesus met him on the beach, he filled his heart full of the knowledge of forgiveness. Third time,
1: Peter, do you? This is incredible. Jesus changes his word. He abandons the agape word. Says to Peter, do you love me like a really good friend? And Peter says, yes, Lord. That's what I love you.
5: So in the gap, in the waiting period, hearts are mended. And you've got to ask, would the next episode have ever happened at all if that inner change hadn't happened? If Peter hadn't been restored from feeling like a failure to being once again Peter, the rock on which the church was built? Also during that gap, that waiting period, we get to see the disciples grappling with their doubts. Uh, We're told in today's passage that Jesus shows them his hands and his feet. There's a lot of hands and feet uh, in all of the Gospels in this little section. Uh, You can just imagine people are wanting to poke them and touch them all the time to just make sure this is real. And then another little detail that I really love, uh, Jesus asks if there's something to eat and they give him a piece of broiled fish. Now I don't know why fish are so incredibly popular uh, in this part of the gospel. It's not just in this passage but also in John when they have barbecued fish on the beach. It just seems like Jesus mostly spent his time after the resurrection eating fish and something about that seems to have convinced the disciples of the reality of things. Maybe the idea that Jesus has risen from the dead was a, a theological concept that they couldn't quite get their heads around but Jesus has risen from the dead And there he is, sitting eating a bit of fish. That's something they could understand. They could smell and taste the fish and it somehow brought the reality home. So in the gap, questions were answered. And you might remember a couple of weeks ago, Johnny was encouraging us to press into those questions that it's good, like Thomas, to have an inquiring mind. You'd be right to question until you see the proof. It's okay to question. And again, you've got to ask, would the next episode have happened at all? Would the church have been born if the disciples hadn't been convicted and convinced of the truth of the resurrection, if they hadn't been able to properly ask those questions? So, in the gap, hearts are mended, questions are answered, and finally, eyes are opened. We see in today's passage, Jesus takes the disciples through the scriptures, opens their minds, helps them to understand how everything fits together. And you might remember how a couple of weeks ago, Adrian was showing us how that same process happened on the road to Emmaus. And that's what dawns on these disciples. And it dawns on them at a meal. And again this time spent in opening the eyes of the disciples is all part of the preparation and the character building for the next episode. Would the church have got anywhere if it hadn't been for the disciples' deep understanding of the majesty and complexity of God's plan revealed throughout history? So have a wee look again at the last verse of our reading from today. Jesus says, I'm going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. So again, another cliffhanger, another commandment to wait, another pause before the next episode. But in this pause, in all of these stories that we've been sharing for the last couple of weeks, in the gap between the resurrection and the next episode, we can see hearts being mended and questions being answered and eyes being opened, and unless that deep character work is done in that gap, then the next episode isn't ready to happen yet. Now, here is the really interesting thing, because all of that deep inner character work in the disciples happens when they are in lockdown. That is as good a word as any to describe it. Every time we meet them throughout all of those stories, they are locked in the room, they are gathered together, they are full of fear, the doors are locked. Uh, Even when we meet the two on the road to a mess, they're taking their, their one permitted daily walk of the day. Everything they're going through bears a striking resemblance to everything that we're going through. And so let's go back to that rhythm of the cliffhanger one more time and rename it one more time to the rhythm of life in 2020. Because does this ring any bells with anyone else? The feeling that everything's falling apart and the darkness is winning and that sense is, is this the end? Will you ever forget those fearful, frozen, unsettling days of looking at empty shelves in the shops and realising that you had seen friends and family maybe for the last time for the foreseeable. I can't think of any more soul-freezing experience in my lifetime. And yet we knew that this next episode is coming. Uh, In recent days, we've maybe started to feel like it might actually just be around the corner, that things will change and new solutions will emerge. And we know it won't be easy. We know we'll have to be imaginative. We'll have to be agile, uh, that we might have to get our heads around the fact that normality won't just snap back into place exactly as we used to know it, and that that might be a good thing and that there might be some really good challenges in that. But we know that as individuals, as families, as a church, the next episode will happen. So go back to that image of my innocent little teenage self wishing the week away between one Saturday night and the next, one episode and the next. And of course, with the benefit of my great old age that I have now reached, I regret wishing my life away. Uh, My teenage years happened uh, in those gaps between the episodes and all the friendships I made and all the life that I experienced. If only I'd taken the time to appreciate it at the time. And I just think that that's where we are at the minute. We're in that gap between the episodes. We've had the pain and the fear of the cliffhanger. We've got the hope and the excitement of the next episode. But at the minute, we're just right in the middle. We're just in that time of waiting. But that wait is all about character. And maybe... What happens next isn't the best question to be asking. Maybe actually the wait is all about finding out who am I? Who is God turning me into? Who is God forming me into throughout these impatient sometimes days of waiting? So like the disciples, like all of the kind of character transformations that they went through, let's open up our lives and hearts to whatever God wants to do with us while we're here in the in-between Maybe he wants to mend our hearts and to convince us afresh that we are loved, we are precious, we are his children, we are forgiven. Maybe he wants to help us to grapple with our questions. We, most of us, have a little bit more time to do that these days. So let's not set our doubts and questions to the side. Let's really press in. Seeking the answers, having an inquiring faith, chasing after God, pursuing him. And let's be ready to let God open our eyes, open the eyes of our hearts and our spirits, show us new perspectives, give us a depth and a wisdom that will equip us for the next episode and for the challenging days that are to come. So, Lord, help us not to waste or wish away these days in between. Help us to trust that you know exactly what you're doing with us as we wait for the next episode. Amen. And so now we are going to join to sing us a, a song all about trust. Uh, Michelle and the gang are going to lead us uh, in that beautiful song based on Psalm twenty-three, "The Lord's my shepherd." But it really is the chorus, especially, that is our prayer for these coming days. I will trust in you alone. I will trust in you alone. <laughs>
6: kitchen to pray because the kitchen symbolizes the ordinary and we want to experience god in the ordinary things of life in our kitchens we cook we clean we work we talk together and yes we maybe even have the odd row or two in the kitchen but god is present with us in the ordinary things of life
1: so I'm going to read us a version of Psalm 23. You may recognize some of these words. We used them way back at the beginning of the year. The Lord is my pace setter. But you need to have your candle handy because we're going to light that in a few moments as well. The Lord is my peace setter. I shall not rush. He makes me to stop and rest for quiet intervals. He provides me with images of stillness which restore my serenity. He leads me in ways of efficiency through calmness of mind and his guidance is my peace. Even though I have a great many things to accomplish each day, I will not fret for his presence is here. His timelessness His all importance will keep me in balance. He prepares refreshment and renewal in the midst of my activity by anointing my mind with his oils of tranquility. My cup of joyous energy overflows. Surely harmony and effectiveness shall be the fruits of my works. For I shall walk in the peace of the Lord and dwell in his house forever. Now let's light the candle.
6: God of the present, we ask for your healing for those who are ill, your protection for those who are vulnerable, your comfort for those who are isolated or alone, your strength for those who are working, your hope for those who are struggling, and your peace for every one of us as we live in this present moment, yet prepared for what happens next.
1: For For thine is the kingdom, kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Amen. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. That's us almost finished for this morning. Uh, There's been a lot going on there, and uh, hat on a stick. What happened next, or what's about to happen next? Can I remind you of a couple of wee things that maybe be helpful? The announcements will scroll straight after the service, so feel free now we look at those. You'll find all the details for everything. But three things specially happening this week. One is Thursday evening. This is Ascension Thursday, an important festival and an even more important moment in the life of Jesus. Rodney will be leading a service. You'll find it exactly where you find today's service uh, on Thursday evening at eight o'clock. Rodney is putting that together. So please do come and join with us on that. On Friday evening, we're having the Big Beaver Quiz. So again, check the announcements and find out how you can be part of that on Friday evening. And then on Sunday week, we're having the big sing and this is the week that you need to be recording your voice or your instruments and getting those sent in again all the information is there just have a wee look and make sure you get to do all the things that you would like to do with that so thank you for being with us and we hope that um you have an awareness of what God is trying to do with us and trying to do next I wonder if anything happened in that half hour hope it did and maybe we'll hear some of it as well. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen.
3: Amen. Thank you for listening. To hear
0: previous weeks and for more information go to beaverparish.co.uk forward slash
3: sermons